Hello, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile here with another podcast album review. This one is a classic album review, and I'll tell you why. We're going to talk about Screaming for Vengeance from Judas Priest. Back in the early 80s, I was in high school. Not to date myself, but I'm honest. (laughs) Transparent as glass. Um, And Iron Maiden and Judas Priest became my go-to metal bands. Got into Queensryche. So I was into mainstream stuff too, like Def Leppard and stuff. But, you know, these guys were metal. And what I really liked about both Iron Maiden and Judas Priest was the double guitar stuff they were doing. They were doing some very interesting leads, very interesting playing off each other, uh, both live and on the albums. And I can't tell you how important that was to me for Judas Priest. K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton... Just the way they played off each other, you don't hear too many bands that have two guitarists that do that well, that that know each other so well that they can play off each other like they do and like they did. And Screaming for Vengeance has become the quintessential Judas Priest album. That's the second time today I've used that. I was talking about Wizard of Oz earlier. Uh, It is. Last week was Glenn Tipton's birthday. Glenn Tipton now has Parkinson's disease, and back in May, they kicked off the third leg of their latest tour, um, and Glenn came out. It's his last live performance. I, fi- I got to see him one more time. He came out and did a few songs, wearing a baseball cap. It was great to see him. I saw the Screaming for Vengeance tour in 1982 at the Omni in Atlanta. It, words cannot describe when they started with Hellion Electric Eye that, that Rob Halford was up in the light kit and climbed down and he was singing, you know, up here in space, I'm looking down on you. It really, you know, visually, it was a great show. Walls of martial amps, he rode the motorcycle out. It was, it was the perfect Judas Priest show and they actually filmed the Birmingham, Alabama show. It was either the night before or the night after, which is the DVD you can get these days. But anyway, Screaming for Vengeance, I... Since it was Glenn Tipton's birthday, and I have such a massive music collection, sometimes when there's a birthday or an anniversary of an album, like yesterday was Rush, Hemispheres, and Exit Stage Left, I pull those out and listen to them. And I really need to do a review of those as well. But last week, since it was Glenn's birthday, I pulled out a couple of my favorite Judas Priest albums and listened to them you know, over the weekend in the car, here in my studio, that kind of thing. And when I got to Screaming for Vengeance, I was blown away all over again. Not only is this one of the greatest metal albums of all time, I honestly think this should be in anybody's classic rock collection. The band had progressed after British Steel and Point of Entry to the point where everything just came together on Screaming for Vengeance. It's got fast and heavy songs. It's got more laid-back songs. It, it, it is a great classic rock album, and I don't want to get hate mail for that, but it really is. And it's still metal. If you listen to the album these days, and I was listening to the new remastered version, it doesn't sound like 1982 to me. It it really stands up. They have sold over 5 million copies of this album. It's 39 minutes long, and there is no waste on it. You open up with almost a prog opening with the Hellion Electric Eye, the two tracks that kick off the album that go together. You can't really play them separately. Riding on the Wind, kick-ass, fast great metal song, Bloodstone, slower in tempo, but heavier. Take These Chains, pretty much the only song on the album that wasn't written by the band. 
still fits what they were doing. Pain and Pleasure, that's one nobody talks about. Still a great song. When you get to side two, back in the days we had albums and cassettes, Screaming for Vengeance, you've got another thing coming, which is their biggest radio song, Fever and Devil's Child. It is a perfect album. It really holds up today. I mean, released in 1982. Now, the the remastered version is actually quite good. Um, it's not overblown. It's not too compressed. It sounds good. I would like another pass if they could go back to the original masters and give me a, 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 a mobile fidelity sound lab version would be awesome. But the guitar tones, the drum sounds, the bass, uh, Rob's voice, album really comes together. Now, the remastered version has two bonus tracks to kind of lengthen the runtime because we're all used to 70 and 80 minute albums these days. Uh, there's a ballad they included called Prisoner of Your Eyes, runs a little over seven minutes long, and a live version of Devil's Child. I wish there were more live albums from Judas Priest because when they were on, they were on fire. Unleashed in the East is still probably the album I pull out most from the band. Just quintessential metal live album and screaming for vengeance is the other one i love british steel there's a lot of tracks on point of entry i like i like some of the stuff that came later painkiller is an incredible song and a really good album but it all came together if somebody if an alien landed tomorrow and said what's your favorite album from judas priest screaming for vengeance is the one not just because i saw the tour not just because it had such an impact on me but even listening to it today it is 10 tracks of pure rock bliss. Metal fans, okay, pure metal bliss. But if you're into classic rock and you like Zeppelin and you like Black Sabbath and you like Hendrix and you like, you know, all the all the classics, this belongs in there. That That's what struck me the most listening to it uh, this week, that it just holds up as a snapshot of a time as, as something quintessential that the bands never really topped. They've done some great music since, and they still perform well live, but this was where everything came together, and to me, is the epitome of what Judas Priest was. If you haven't listened to the album in a while, pull it out, give it a listen, tell me I'm wrong. Fight me, come on. Judas Priest, Screaming for Vengeance. Pick up the remastered version, get those two bonus tracks. It's better sound. It's a little louder, um, a little clearer. Uh, like I said, one more pass with the original masters would be a really nice one day. Maybe that'll happen, hopefully. But anyway, if you get a chance to see the band live, I think they're going to be touring uh, well into 2020. I would go do it while they still can. Rob sounds great. The band sounds great. Richie Faulkner is a great replacement. Um, they had a producer filling in uh, for Glenn Tipton's parts on this past tour, and he was phenomenal. He doesn't have a whole lot of stage presence. He just dresses like it and plays really well, <laughs> but he did a great job, and I'm sorry his name is escaping me at the moment, but you know he's, he's been in the band for like a year, so don't blame me when I don't compare him to the rest of the band. Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance, it's a quintessential classic that should be in your collection. My highest recommendation. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. This has been a classic album review because, well, I pulled it out for one of the members' birthdays, and I think I'm going to throw some more of these podcasts up when those kind of things happen. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can download the Podbean app. That's an easy way. If you have an iPhone, you have a podcast app. I'm in there. Just look for Rockfile. I'm also on Google Play for you Google, uh, you know, for you, you Android fans. Uh, I'm on Spotify if you have a Spotify. 
Spotify account. You can stream my my podcast on Spotify. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you will find Rock Files. So please go looking for me. Also check out the Patreon page. The link is down below. If you'd like to support for uh, uh, you know as little as a dollar a month, you can support these podcasts because I have big plans of things I want to do, especially with YouTube. But it's going to take a little bit of money to do so. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.